What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, this is Natalie Lander voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others, you are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max episode 221. And I'm your host, Sean Gomer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And here once again, Mr. Jens Dietrich. Hello. Well, of course, we are the official Video Games podcast at W10.com. And, well, it's here. Basically, we're doing this as we are minutes away from the midnight launch of Final Fantasy VII Remake here. I may go down while these guys are talking at some point to uh, make go check and make sure it actually doesn't need some kind of day one patch or something. <laughs> because that would be the worst to get done with this in like an hour and be excited to play and I can't play anything. So, uh, and both of you guys are waiting for physical copies to arrive, right? Yep. Well, oh, I've got. Jens. Yeah, he has both. <laughs> well, I've I've got a Best Buy one waiting. Uh, Mark made a big deal about how like, oh, Best Buy is going to let you pick it up a day early, and then I got my Best Buy email at like eleven ten. It's like, come pick up your uh, your Final Fantasy. It's ready for pickup. It's like, great, thanks, guys. I'm going to be going down to Best Buy at 11.10 p.m. Thanks. Well, some people would. I guess so. Uh, nah. It'll be tomorrow. I mean, I'm not getting my copy until next Monday, so... <laughs> yeah, but you also don't you don't care as much. Yeah, I have a real RPG to play at Persona 5. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> 
it's uh well i mean it is both are rpgs we can't just enjoy they both exist within like a week and a half span of each other i feel that i care about them equally it's gonna be really hard to decide what i want to put my time into at any given moment yeah that's i mean at least you can spend a lot less time on final fantasy 7 remake that's true maybe i should just knock that out yeah that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, just to uh, you know, if you've been living under a rock for some reason, uh, you know the we mentioned that on Monday when the show came out, the uh, the review embargo was up, and there are one hundreds that I'm seeing here on Metacritic from several uh, outlets, and of course, then you have outlets going all the way down to eighty and. Uh, EGM gave it a 3 out of 5, so kind of all across the board, but, but pretty much in the 80 to 100 range. So, what do you, you know, are you guys... Uh, I'll fully admit I had not looked at reviews at all. Oh, you haven't at all? No. Okay. I, really I mean, care. I looked at them, but they, they, you know, what I thought the game would, would be, would do, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured the the complaints are the complaints that I figured were going to be the case. Uh, there was no way there was going to be a perfect way to make this a thirty-hour plus game, you know. I mean, I've seen just I've seen you know game journalists on Twitter talk about how it's like one of the their favorite games of all time already, and yeah, oh no, I've definitely seen that as well. I I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not making a buying decision based on these reviews so who cares yeah. like i'll just be i'll be surprised by whatever it's like yeah it's just gonna be fun to play this and we'll see how long it takes for the next one to come out if it's 2023 <laughs> longer than i hope not at least 2022 you know maybe two years in between or something well if things are going the way they're going in japan who knows uh, should mention that really quick, I guess, while we're we're on that subject. Uh, so the Japanese uh, ratings board uh, has shut down amidst the now state of emergency that's been uh, announced in Japan due to COVID nineteen. I figured they would have already had one of these uh, since you know Japan had to announce the postponement of the Olympics, like. A few weeks ago, but that uh, shows you a lot of things there. Uh, I wonder, it's it's funny because you also have the comparison of, you know, several uh, sites went and asked, you know, the ESRB and the Peggy Games Board if they're going to have to shut down. And they're like, nope, we're just working from home. No big deal. Yeah, it's funny uh, that they're not yeah. set up for that. That's like, well, reviewers come visit our office for reviews. So what are we going to do? It's like, really? You, but you yeah, can't Japan. watch video of the game and then decide. Like, okay. do they watch video or is this more of an interact? Maybe they're they're they, they more in both. depth. They than... watch. They, they like. There's like a a demo reel, like a reel, like the violent stuff, and then they actually play the game as well. Yeah, and the ESRB really does not. You know, they just look at some video footage of the game. They don't interact with it to see what that feels like. Which no, maybe you should. Like, play. Do they? Like, like that's not what I said. 
They do. I think it depends on the game. Like, if there's questionable material that really needs to get, like, nitty-gritty, I think they do have people play the game. But if it's something where you know it's going to be E for everyone, I mean, do you really need to... Well, no, but I, I just... Uh, I remember reading that they just look at video of it. Like, I didn't think that there was an ER sub B guy who was sitting down and, like, playing the torture sequence with Trevor in GTA Five to, like, see how visceral it feels. Maybe they did. I don't know. Well, they talked about they 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 would play certain sequences like when hot coffee was around, like you know, ten years ago, or you know, however long that was. Fair enough. Uh, that's just a little cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like so I'm, sure, right. I'm sure they don't play every. I'm sure they don't play every game, but I'm yeah, the big one. I'm sure they certainly do. Okay. Well. So I mean, Final Fantasy Seven remake, Resident Evil Three, and Trials of Mana all escaped the. The shutdown, but we'll have to see if Japanese games start getting delayed because if they have to shut down that ratings board. Uh, yeah, do we know of any titles that are going to be affected by this, or is it too early to tell? It depends on how far out Japan does their ratings, right? Um, is, is Sakura Wars already out in Japan? I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, yeah, it was last year. Okay, yeah. never mind. So that's safe. Like, I wonder if Yakuza would. Well, Yakuza got out last year. I mean, so. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. so yeah. No, they're, so they're both fine. Something like something like Persona Five Scramble. Hmm. That's so funny that Atlas game. Atlas is still like voting this poll to to tell us if you want Yakuza. I mean, Persona Five Scramble in the West. I'm like, what? Why are you what? even asking? What? Everybody what? wants it. Why are we at? Oh, so they still haven't given us a release date for that in the U.S.? No. I thought they're, they're they were like, wow. Part, part of the uh, Persona 5 Royal poll is like, do you care about Persona 5 Scramble? And it's like, yes. Who's going to answer no to this? Good God. Atlas. Sometimes. I mean, they're also a weird company with, all, with their port stuff. You know, people want them to be on a Switch or PC. And Atlas is like, nah, no. You want this on the <laughs> Switch? Okay. Beg for it. Beg for it. Yeah, beg for it until we, real, you know, have to reveal that there's some kind of exclusive agreement that Sony swore to secrecy on, or something. I, I don't know. But yeah, uh, so that's uh, that's something that we'll have to keep an eye on and see if that ever gets, if we ever have to feel the impact of. Missing out on some Japanese games because the ratings board is not going in Japan. Uh, another thing that was big this week is, of course, going off of what we talked about last year, Sony's already giving automatic refunds for anybody that ordered Last of Us Part Two, or Iron Man VR digitally. Mm. Nice move by Sony. Knowing people need that money for other things right now. so yeah, I guess. I mean, technically the game is not not coming out, so they could have held on to it, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And I'll still want it. <laughs> I don't really care when it comes out. Yeah, I think a lot of people are that way, but, you know, $60 is $60 right now. You could buy you some food. True. That's true. Or if you it's ever find important. toilet paper. You know. Oh, that's around here, no problem. Oh, really? Yeah, Mark, if... Oh, yeah. Marcus blessed. Yeah, with the white gold. 
It's yeah, the white gold is not uh not helping here. My public is like any paper product, it's like one per person anytime you go. It's like you can have one little pack of facial tissues, you can have one thing of toilet paper. Well, the hardest stuff is like is paper towel around here, but even that you can still find if you really really are looking for it. Yeah, I'm thankfully set for paper towels. God, I happened to walk into a Walgreens because I needed for something, and there was people lining up getting paper towels that were like two for t- like things of uh, paper towels that were like two for ten, and I had to run back there. First of all, the manager told me, "Oh, you know that shit. That stuff's gone," and I was like, "Why won't you tell me where it is so I could see if it's actually gone or not?" I get up to the counter. The lady's like, "Oh, it's an aisle ten. I go there and there's like two uh, packs left. I was like, "Sweet, I'm just gonna buy both of these. Finally, finally got toilet paper and not have to use Kleenex, but still doesn't feel as good as like Charmin yeah. or something. But whatever." Yeah. Now, speaking of white gold, yeah. that new PlayStation Five controller. Yeah, that's a nice aesthetic. Uh, not to everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of people I've, that I've... don't like that. I mean, I've heard people complain about the two-tone, but I, I don't dislike it. I think it, it looks uh, stylish. I know Mark was comparing it to like something that if there was a game within the game in like, Detroit becoming uh, become human, it would have that controller. I was also thinking about Mass Effect myself. Like It's got that sci-fi aesthetic. I saw a lot of people compare it to the uh, like Star Wars Stormtrooper. Oh, basically. yeah. That's not off base. I, I do like the uh, light bar not being right in the freaking top. Uh, it's a lot more subdued. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an accent on the size of the touchpad. Mm-hmm. I just generally like the shape. It looks comfortable. Looks more like a Xbox controller a little bit. So yeah, but yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, having USB-C is nice. Mm. Mark and I, before you came on, Sean, were talking about, like, okay, why is it called DualSense? And I was thinking it's because of the two adaptive triggers. Yes. It was like, no, it's... it's, it's okay. He well, was isn't like, no, it also the, the sense of being able to feel? Well, whatever. I was thinking because it has rumble and it has a microphone built into it. But the microphone, that's, that's an input. <laughs> but... If you're talking about two senses, like dual sense would imply two different senses. Yeah, but all of this, di- yeah, it's everything is touch. Thumb, you know, fingers, like okay. It's like that the, the touch. Hap- yeah, the haptic buttons at the touchpad are both touch, so the the two senses are both touch. <laughs> I mean, this thing needs to come with like a smell vision attachment. Oh well, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're saying that Sony is saying that the feedback, the haptic feedback on the triggers. Is going to offer a variety of powerful sensations that you'll feel when you play, and then that you're going to be able to touch. It's going to feel your touch. So there's your senses, you know. Your dual sense. Yeah. Okay. Dual senses, and then Fair of enough. course the. Uh, I'm it also... sounds. It sounds bad, like the Vita touch touchpad crap bad, <laughs> or like the way they never figured out how, what the, what to do with the PS4 touchpad. I mean, there's things that use it, like you basically can turn it into three different buttons. Resident Evil 6 is using it as three different buttons. Which I always forget. Yeah. That's not good. (laughs) I just always kept forgetting of like, okay, wait, how do I get 
the cell phone? Oh, it's like center, <laughs> center touchpad as opposed to like left or right touchpad. One, and they also removed the share button. It's now called the create button. So yeah, that's we'll interesting. See, we'll see how that's gonna work. I wonder if they'll let you like edit things. The the, the icon to me. The icon to me still indicates sharing because it's three little lines that are emanating from the button, which makes me think like you're blasting something out. Yeah, I mean, it's still probably going to be essentially a share button. I just wonder what they could really do to... Well, I mean, you can probably like create clips or create screenshots. I mean, that's what they're talking about. That's what you're doing now. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not going to be anything different, I don't think. I mean, hopefully the... uh, Interface will be a little cleaner, but that's about it. I mean, maybe it'll also... That's the current one. The current one lets you connect to, to Twitch and stream out from that as well, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, who knows what they're going to add to that. Yeah, they're I They're going to bring I mean, back just TV. <laughs> I still just enjoy the Nintendo picture button. That's the easiest thing. Just press it, take a picture. Yeah, but if you want to create clips, then it's a nightmare. Or, like, video clips, you can't do it. Well, no, yeah. The worst thing to me is the whole why won't let me just take the picture and put it onto my computer. I have to freaking put it on Facebook or Twitter. and That's the only way I can get it. It's dumb. That's what they call a useful uh, feature right there. Nintendo, (laughs) it's like, I love it. You have your own screenshots. I don't have to go to press sites and get the screenshots, but it's still annoying. (laughs) You know what I was just thinking? The moving of the light bar is really good because the light bar will no longer reflect in your TV screens. Yes, that's what I hated too. And then it also was just like really, if you're playing in a dark room, it just feels like you have this like really bright light. Yeah, that's just pointed at your reflective yeah. <laughs> screen. That was not the greatest idea. I um, mean, I guess it helps you like see in the dark, I guess, but that's about it. I am a little concerned about that microphone if it's not, and I guess you can still plug in the headset, but if you don't have a headset plug in, plugged in, is it going to pick up your, your game noise like the Kinect used to? Probably. You know, that uh, used well, to be an issue with using... Can't you just put it on mute? I, suppose, I mean, sure, no, but I mean, like, but if, if you wanted to, talk, to use it... To, yeah, if you're trying to talk to someone, that's the concern. <laughs> yeah, like, especially I mean, I... if if you're not wearing a headset, right, then you need to have the chat audio come out of your uh, main speakers mixed in with the game audio and then the microphone could pick that up as well and you could get an echo you're already kind of an echo sometimes um if you don't like i had to pick my mic volume on on the ps4 mic down to like 70 the input volume down to like 70 percent in order for it not to like pick up the echo of uh, uh the person i was talking to yeah you know how that goes. So, I mean, mm. you know, with this time that I have of working from home, I don't know if you have done this at all, Jens, but I do find myself sometimes watching Twitch, and I saw that that new uh, game from Riot Games, Valorant, was making all this news, and I was like, you know what? I just I need something to watch on mute that I don't really have to pay attention to that much. So... And trying to read, you know, captions while I'm also having to look at a computer screen to type things is not always easy. So why not put on this game and see what it's about? And 
I feel like I'm just watching a bunch of Counter Strike, except it's. I mean, yeah. How is it? So this is all I know about this is that it's a free-to-play multiplayer shooter, like a first-person shooter. Yes, basically. And people uh, are calling uh, it the Overwatch killer or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, so, it, it has characters, but I don't know. I feel like it plays a lot more like a Counter-Strike than an Overwatch, but that's just me. Right, it's more tactical. Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, how, many, how many players are we talking about here? I saw... Well, this is a beta. It's not completely out yet. So there's a closed beta. Um, I think I saw like four. So 4v4, 5v5? Might be. Okay. Uh, I couldn't because, you know, you're having to watch it through a streamer. So I couldn't tell if how many people were actually on on screen or, or playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the controversy, though, is apparently they already had to shut down people selling beta codes. Hmm. Yeah, so it yeah, is it two teams and five. <clears throat> yeah, two okay. Five. Yeah, five, five. Whenever a popular beta is out, that always happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't. That's That, to me, is the right thing to do. I mean, people shouldn't be profiting off uh, a free beta code. That's not right. I agree, but people are that crazy to play. People also should, like, I get it that we're in a situation where more people are at home now and they're f trying to find things to play, which was, that's what they're taking advantage of more than anything, but, like, that need to, like, want to play everything that's out also might want to check yourself sometimes <laughs> and not just well, buy something you know is free. I mean, if probably what 20,000 video games created maybe even i mean maybe even 50,000 no one has played them all like there's always more things to play yeah <laughs> yeah but you know how it is you could try to tell someone hey there's these like 10 free games you can go play right now ah i don't want to play that i want to play this thing that came out yesterday so yeah i mean speaking of Google Stadia is going free, guys, for two months. Everybody going to nice. play it now? Well, I mean, you'd have to have the system. Right. No, you can, so, play it in a, not, you can still play it in a browser. Oh, yeah. okay. You don't even need the Stadia controller? No. You can you use your own controller. Wait, the service is free. Are, the ga are there free games? Uh, well, yes. they have like two games a month or whatever. Or okay. Two games. It's just like, you know, PS Plus or... Xbox Live mm -hmm. Gold, but you still have to buy games for it. And it's like, why would you buy Mortal Kombat 11 on Stadia instead of buying on Steam? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, right? Is I guess if it's free, yes, but not. That, that's the thing is like, and then a lot of these games that are free. So if you got it right now, mm -hmm. the free games, Which games are Destiny get? 2. The entire mm -hmm. collection, Grid, sure, Guilt, which I think is one of their exclusive like indie that's a, games. That's like their only made game, yeah. Uh, Steamroll Dig Two, Steamroll Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh, Serious Sam Collection, Spitlings, which I think Ooh. is also their, uh, and Stacks on Stacks on Stacks and Thumper, which Thumper's good, but 
I have that on Switch yeah. and PS4. Series Sam would be good for testing uh, how good the uh, the streaming quality is because it's such a fast paced shooter. Well, and it's also limited to you cannot even if you even though you get Stadia Pro for two months for free. Uh, if you sign up for it, and then you have to make sure you tell it that you don't want to pay for it anymore after the two right months. because before they uh, auto charge you. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, they are blocking it to where it will not do 4K while the uh, COVID nineteen yeah, and stuff is going on. Yeah, it's just cool. a basic version. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see myself if I was into streaming games, I could see myself trying it out. Right. If, if it's truly, well, you are you are y'all gonna give it a shot? No. Uh, there's nothing there that I really want to. I have all those Steam World games on Switch. I have Thumper on Switch. Uh, but you're not curious to see just like what the lag is like or how it's gonna how it's running for you. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. If there was your... a if there was a game that I really that. wanted to play that was free, then sure, but not. Okay. You know, you're not you don't care about just this, you don't want to see what the service is like. You actually need some software. Yes, I think that's what most people think nowadays. Right. There's the rub of Stadia, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'll just test out Thumper on it. You can never go wrong with playing that game for a little bit. It's got great music. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But hey, uh, I don't know if that's gonna help or help steady at all or or whatnot. But I guess why not do it, right? Sure. I mean, if people are gonna try it, it's now. It's true. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, now is the time. It's kind of like I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious how that Kiwi service is going to do, because if, if not now, when? Yeah. Well, I mean, it has it has Rena nine and one, so it should it should do well. Does it now? I thought yeah. it was mostly original pro. I, it, I didn't realize it had not it had like existing programming. I thought there no, was well, they, some show on there that people really liked right now. They brought no, they 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 brought Rena nine and one back, like all the episodes or like new skits or whatever. Okay, but are they now like in that like ten minute format? Yeah. Mm. So who cares? <laughs> I mean, well, no, so, you you you're a big yeah. Reno nine one one. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One fan, I yeah, I mean, I still like it, it, but I'll just wait till all that crap comes in on DVD for like two hours. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> I don't think the Kiwi stuff is going to... I imagine they're not going to put that out somewhere else. I imagine they will once once it fails. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It'll be the all-new, complete version of Green and Island 1 and Punk with that jackass rapper or whatever 
posting it. <laughs> I'm happy that I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, um, and I guess the last thing in sort of news, uh, so, and then we'll get into uh, other things we're going to talk about. I should mention our topic for this show is best Square Enix developed games. So there's a lot to choose from there. Uh, we'll have to Not see really. <laughs> all three of us uh, go through. And, well, of course, this includes Squaresoft and Enix developed titles. So, uh, Oh, we didn't know that. I did say that. I said that at the end. I said it includes Squeenix. Oh. And you guys... Yeah, that Squeenix would mean Square Enix, not... Yeah, no, Square Enix that means begins, Square no, Square Soft. Enix begins in 2000... Okay, no. Square Enix begins in 2003. So I, yeah. I, I didn't mean Square Enix. I meant Square and Enix... Together oh, no. as a company. Then why say Squeenix? You should have said include Enix well, and Squaresoft. Well, fine. We'll just do it that way then. Well, it's just I I would have to. I'm gonna have to completely redo my list. Well, we'd be here another freaking three hours because they have just way too many games. Uh, but all but, right, that's fine. Not really. <laughs> well, Squeenix it was like very limited because most of the games that I would pick are developed by you know it's like okay that's a platinum game or that's a Toma game. Or, you know, that that's, you know, none of, even like Bravely Default, like most of my favorite, what I think of as my favorite Square Enix games are not actually developed by Square Enix. And then obviously I was disqualifying anything that's just like a Square, you know, like I'm, I didn't put Chrono Trigger on there or Secret of Mana or anything like well, then, that. Well, yeah, because you were, you were doing it as only Square Enix once they became Square Enix, right? Right. See, exactly. Right. Yeah. I know. One of us has left the show. Either you have to change your list or. (laughs) I didn't know that you guys uh, took it that literally. Okay. (laughs) Fine then. No, no, no. I mean, we'll just have to think about it for a minute. (laughs) Thank God this is not live. Anyway, uh, so. What was announced at the Inside Xbox uh, was they showed off Grounded, which is the Obsidian game. Uh, it's a survival adventure game that's coming to Xbox Game Preview on July 28th. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Uh, it's basically like you're the size of an ant. And you have to survive, literally, from having all these things try to eat you and kill you. And there's this robot that guides you around. Uh, kind of gives you ideas on what to do. But you, you know, it's also a survival game, so... I know, Mark. You kind of you're a sort of a survival game person. Yeah, look okay. I mean, we'll see when it when it actually comes out. <laughs> but I think a lot. They had the same. That was yesterday or today. Yes. Inside Xbox. Yesterday. Like, yeah, like the, they had that, or uh, that was like the same day as like the PlayStation Five controller announcement. I think, mm-hmm. and that seemed to like really take this win of Microsoft sales or. <laughs> Well, (laughs) I mean, like, they didn't announce anything, like, groundbreaking other than, yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's not like, oh my god, you really should have watched this, but it is, like, it's a neat little, it's like those early state of plays for Nintendo. What I liked is they didn't sit there and do that crap that they normally do with these where they have the person get interviewed and it takes too long and... Like, this was a nice, just straight to the point, here oh, you that's go. That's always fun. <laughs> you know. 
uh, and I, I appreciated that. So uh, we learned they did have, um, I think, the project manager talk with um, Major Nelson about you know some of the things that have been announced for Xbox Series X, and he kind of gave more detail on them. Uh, it's interesting that the that Seagate one terabyte MVE MVME is actually going to work the same way as if you had your game installed on the SSD. So that makes it uh, viable for you to want to buy that, uh, as opposed to if there ever is third-party versions of that memory card. Um, uh, so that there's a reason for you to buy buy that thing. Also, you can store your Xbox Series X games on other external hard drives you already have. You just can't play them off of them. Yeah, it's, you just so. have to copy them over. I mean, I, I they already said it already. I think. Well, that I mean that's good. Like I was worry that you couldn't use that external hard drive for that at all and i'd have to have uh, they, yeah they said that when they showed off the, like, the xbox you know all the ports they were like you know when people were like what's this slot and they said oh the nvme slot and people were freaking out but they've also said like you can still store games on your usb hard drive well, just, what, you just can't play them i think the only thing they had announced at, well they made a big deal to announce them here so i think either they were reiterating <laughs> it for people who hadn't heard it or it was more about yeah you could bring over any game from your old library, have it on your external hard drive, and it works immediately. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. And and you can also store your Series X games on there if you want so that you don't have to use up that SSD. So that's, that's nice, at least. Uh, and then Minecraft Dungeons still has its release date of May 26th, which... That's neat. That looks like a kitty version of Diablo, so that might be interesting. I mean, that's already Diablo. <laughs> yeah. So, if you want the adult version, go to go play that uh, Path of Exile game. <laughs> Damn. So Diablo used to be adult. Now it's not anymore. Right, pretty much. <laughs> See how it is. Uh, Yen's favorite game, Journey to the Savage Planet, is getting an expansion. Called hot garbage. <laughs> it's I'm still I still chuckle about the fact that uh, Mark called me out in this review for ruining his experience. Yep. <laughs> what the hell? I laughed so hard at that. I was like, I don't know if I should. I'm just gonna keep this in. <laughs> it's. Uh... I really. I I don't want to get into it, but yeah. I, I did not enjoy it. I, I, there, there are like things about the design of that game that made it not a good Metroidvania to me. Where you end up traversing the entire map and then you realize that like, oh, you don't have... You know, you'll open... You, you get the thing that you need to progress past like the next barrier. Like, I finally have that thing that lets me access the next area. And then you use it, and then immediately behind the gate you just opened, there's, like, the next gate. You're like, shit, now I need to go back to the other side of this planet again to get the next thing. Like, I have literally progressed, not at all. There's so much stuff like that. That's most Metroidvania games. No, most Metroidvania games, when you, when you like, get a new ability, you'll open up a new area. You won't open up, like, okay, now you get to walk two more feet before... <laughs> before the next gating. 
Didn't he ever play like Symphony of the Night? That's exactly what happens in certain er- certain Is areas it? of that game. Yeah. Uh huh. Like you get you get the you get the jewel card, and it's like, okay, cool. And I can open the clock tower. What's in the clock tower? Oh, well, another door. But that pass had a un- like unbreakable spikes that I can't get through. Oh, okay. Like, oh, now I got the spike armor, but you still need to commit power of mist to get through the door. Well, <laughs> I hate that, and the fact that it's like tied to limited items. Where it's like, okay, I don't have this particular item with me right now. I need to refill I it. I mean, you can mitigate that at least somewhat by, like, the, I mean, the inventory upgrades and stuff. I mean, anyway, it just pissed I mean, me only, off. The only negative part to that game, really, to me, was just the combat, which is very basic. Oh, the, the guns just feed like pea shooters, no matter how much you upgrade it. I've got and so many issues. Right. Yeah, we, we, uh, you're right. The, the gun, the various forms of the gun just feel like a pea shooter no matter how much you upgrade it. Yes. Uh, well, we don't need to relitigate this. But yeah, I, I guess I was pretty insufferable with my endless complaining. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was uh, just so much fun for Mark to have to deal with while he's having to play this game for a review. Well, I, I, got, it back. I got him back for Resident Evil 6. So. Well. I still, I forget, Mark, what did I buy you as payment for you playing Resident Evil 6 with me? What was it? It's been a long time now. Uh, I don't know. I think it was some DVD, though. Okay, I got you, some, I got you something. It's like, I'll, I'll get you this if you play Resident Evil 6 with me. I, I know you regretted that, considering how many hours you've ended putting into Resident Evil 6. It's like, this and is not worth it. We're still going. <laughs> well, if, if we do our second playthrough, then we'll really get my money's worth. Oh my god. I don't know how you can play that one time. Now you gotta play through it again. I have a friend of mine who is just, he's about to stream uh, all the Resident Evil. He, you know, he, he got laid off, so he like has time. He's like, I'm gonna start streaming all the Resident Evil games. And I told him, when you get to Resident Evil 6, give me a call. <laughs> I'll join you for your Resident Evil 6 streams. I'll play it again. <laughs> anyway. Um, that really has been most of my gaming this week. I played a little bit more Persona 5 The Royal. But Sorry, Sean, you were talking about uh, Journey to the Savage Planet coming to something? Well, the expansion is coming April 15th called Hot Garbage, which I'm sure that's what Jens would call it, uh, the yeah. game in general. Uh, then <laughs> Journey to the Savage Planet becomes the first uh, 2020 game. Or a 2020, I guess, major release, you could call it, that comes to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, that'll be on... Uh, actually, already came out, April 9th. Along with Football uh-huh. Manager 2020. And then uh, with the Mistover, which looks sort of interesting. Stranger Things 3, the game, or head into the PC Game Pass. And the Human Fall Flat Expansion Thermal, Alvastia Chronicles, and Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, one. Oh, that's it nice. Also go on Game Pass. Nice that Xbox folks will get to play Yakuza. Yeah, I mean they already got. Uh, what I think it's zero. Yeah. So they'll have zero yep. and one that they can play. Right now, which that's good. And uh, Atomic Crops, which is from Raw Fury, looks <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> um, it looks like somebody took. Uh, I don't know. Um, like earthworm Jim put him into some like humans and then decided to I guess put a stardew like a farming thing on top of it yeah what the I was just I just googled it and, and it says it is an a roguelite farming simulator yeah 
what? you can kill things. Uh, you can get married in the game, which they show off in the trailer there. You can farm and all that. So uh, it comes out May 28th. It looks looks it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Interesting, I might think about whether I want to... Cultivate ultra-GMO crops in the post-apocalypse. Yeah. Exactly. What's the difference between that, that and real farming simulator? I mean, I don't li- I'm not a roguelike guy, but this, it looks, this looks rad. Yeah, it looks cool, right? I love the art style. That's what drew me to it. It was like, oh, this looks, this looks neat. It looks like a, <laughs> could be in a pop cap game. I'm just looking at a screenshot at at uh, one of the bullet points on it is polygamy upgrade. <laughs> so I guess I could have multiple wives or husbands. Uh, also, uh, Gears Tactics uh, got shown off, and it will not be on Xbox at launch. It will be a PC Games Pass because it was designed from the PC, hmm. uh, and you play as uh, Kate Diaz's father gave diaz man uh, everyone's that's a, favorite that's a bummer you'd think that a tactics style game you'd be able to adapt to a controller i mean they did it with XCOM. they did you know i front, did it with know, halo but, wars well but halo wars is more of an rts so that's even more but like uh, you know a tactics game i'm, I'm thinking about um this oh, guy yeah this or, yeah uh yeah. what's Fire the what's, what's the one that's on game boy advance with the the mechs advance and, wars advance, advance wars, wars thank yeah. you yeah, you'd think that would be ideal. That's that's kind of a that's a surprise and a disappointment to me. Even the Mario Rabbids thing. So yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, so they their whole deal was that uh, they uh, that, that it was made for PC a lot. So uh, they'll. Wasn't, I mean, put it on that PC. was XCOM 2's deal. Fair also, enough. that's when it sucked. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then it got released on consoles later, right? Yeah, and they had to fix it. <laughs> well, and then Sea of Thieves also getting another thing of, uh, so, of content, which I, whatever. Uh, one one old question about that PS5 controller. You know how it's white and black. Do you think they'll do other colors? Uh yeah, definitely. And do you think they'll do what Microsoft and Nintendo do is make you create your own scheme if you want? I mean, that'd be cool if they did, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, look at all the... Did you see all the uh, people that made different designs for them? I mean... Yeah. It looked really awesome. I mean, there's people that made um, 
one for all of Sony's like big games. I like there's a Spider-Man controller, there's a like God of War controller, there's um so th- there's one that looks like a Mario. Oh, well, we all know that got made no no doubt. <laughs> um yeah, so it's like people already were were messing with it. Uh there's people that made it look like the old uh like a PS2, PS1 colors. So um yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh that's the kind of thing that you like the first one, they make it look like an old uh PS1 controller and the guy's like, "Ah, yeah, that's better." And then of course somebody made it look like the the DualShock. But the DualShock's going to work anyway with this, so uh, you don't have to use this controller. So You know. Yeah, but you won't too. get the special you won't get the special triggers. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I am kind of interested to see how it feels. Uh so <laughs> somebody made a knack controller. That's what everybody wants. Is it a voxel controller instead? Made of voxels? <laughs> and particle effects? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Alright, well, I think that's it for pretty much news-wise. So, it was a decent uh, inside Xbox for them to just kind of announce it one day and then it's there the next day, so cool and then we we got the ps5 controller announcement so we'll see uh what gets if anything gets announced over the weekend or for the uh next show that we do so we might as well any uh anyone make any you guys make any progress or persona 5 you want to talk about or i have i'm on the i completed the fourth dungeon the Fataba palace Man. so I'm, I'm about like a third of the way through the game maybe like half Damn. yep Tell me about the new things, Mark. Uh, so the grappling hook is not, I mean, it's barely used. It's used in like very situational things. The fun thing is you can ambush from far away. Like it's like a grappling hook, like a, like a Spider-Man web shooter or something. So that's pretty fun. Uh, now there are fusion or there are, uh, fusion, I wouldn't say accidents, but alarms. So if you're going through mementos, like if you win too many times, uh, Igor's little area gets all screwed up, and so like if you fuse something once, it'll it'll get really powerful, and if you fuse again, it'll like go horribly awry, <laughs> and that's pretty funny because I got a I got a persona that's immune to everything by accident. <laughs> But it's super low powerful and actually doesn't have any attacks. So it's like, all right, well, this isn't that useful. It's funny, but it's not useful. Uh, I hit max rank with like the new gear, the new girl so far, Kasumi. Uh, yeah, we want to know. Well, there you go. How are you? Uh, I mean, like, I'm curious yeah, I mean, how they, how well did they integrate Kasumi to the story at like what's. Not well. Like, I mean, I think I said last time, like, I saw her, like, three or four times. Like, I've seen her, like, I can now hang out with her in the new area, which is nice. But her initial uh, relationship only goes up to five instead of ten, like everyone else. I, I think that gets, 
expanded on in the in her well in the third uh, semester, which I mm-hmm. haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, once you get past the one thing that I I noticed, uh, well, I mean it's obvious, but one thing that uh, uh, struck me as interesting about the prologue is that they make a point of the rest of the Phantom Thieves have no idea who she is at that point. Yeah, and we all know that like that that's actually a you know that occurs pretty late in the story, so. I guess she only ever interacts with the protagonist for like big chunks of the game, and maybe. I, I you think... just. I've gone. Oh, I, I was asking. Do you think that maybe after that, after that casino sequence, what once you loop back around to that, that that's when the other five points of her, uh, um, of that relationship gauge open up? Well, I, I mean, I've already read that it opens up in the third semester, but. I, mean, it's still I, I don't remember when the third semester is. Well, that'll be after... Uh, I mean, it's not in the original game. So, I mean, the third semester, I guess, is is like going to be winter. Oh, that's the deal. That's the, the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you uh, don't... For the entire rest of the regular Persona game, you do not get more um, relationship she, with her. She interacts with uh, Akechi and you. Like, she kind of, like... They somehow have a relationship, which seems right, very cause... arbitrary. Because their catchy uh, stuff's really expanded. Yeah, and then, like, I just did the Hawaii vacation, and she was on there as well. Like, there's, Ooh. like, a new scene where they're at, like, some gift shop. Tell and... me about the Hawaii vacation. How much fan service? How much more fan service do we get? How much did they well, add? Well, I didn't hook up with the teacher, so I didn't get to see her in a bikini that well. But oh. uh, I hooked up with Makoto, which is funny, because like, I'm not... My relationship with her isn't that good at the moment, but it was, you can either hang, hook up with... Makoto, uh, Yusuke, who, who's completely worthless as usual, and I think just by yourself. And I was like, well, of these three, I guess Makoto's the, the pick. <laughs> I think the sure. third one is M- Mishima, and I'm like, no, that's not never going to happen. <laughs> uh, darts is better. Now, I mean, you can get a skill that like makes it go like slow motion, which is nice, or it's needed. <laughs> uh you can read a lot better now in this game. Like, they opened up speed reading very earlier on. So you can read a lot more books and stuff. Uh, battles are better. Like, they're a little quicker. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> My paid Persona DLC is still destroying everything in that game, though. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. And uh, I, you can alter mementos now, which is kind of fun. Because, like, now I have, like... It's at 170% giving me, more, like, more money. So I'm just kind of cleaning up that area. And then I think Chia, Was it Chia, The fortune teller. She can give you even more money. So I'm like, this is, this is, this is not useful. I Man, it's funny. I barely interacted with the fortune teller on my original Persona 5 playthrough. I, I think she... I, I don't like her that much as a character. But I think as an actual, like... Useful. Uh, yeah, she's... Her skills are incredibly useful because you can power up your skill learning, or she can just give you like free relationship points with, with certain characters. Oh, that sounds good. But oh, you know, or the relation—the uh, not relationship—the uh, reporter is still completely useless. <laughs> I talked to her enough to like get to get the story moving, and I'm like, I, I don't like you. <laughs> I just like <laughs> I just like her as a character. She's kind of my spirit animal. To some degree, like I, I relate to her, but I realize that she's not that useful as a relationship. The alcoholic, <laughs> exactly. See, the difference is you're good at your job, and she's not. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still pumped for that game. Like, you know, probably by next time I'll I'll finish it at least once, but I'll probably have to restart it, replay it again because just earning like all the uh, different stats is just takes so long, and like certain relationships. I mean, I could do them, but they're pretty far along. Or, you know, should have done them earlier. <laughs> the goddamn gun owner guy. <laughs> the gun shop guy. It's like, yeesh. Yeah, you unlock that guy very late, though, right? You need a lot of guts. Yeah, you need, like, rank... I finally, I'm, I hit rank four of every stat, at least that. So, like, the main stuff is already now gone. But I think, like, Makoto still needs, like, rank five charming. And it's like, all right, I mean... I'll get that eventually, but I'm not going to hit your rank 10 or the same with, like, Yusuke, because he's worthless, or, you know, Hifumi. It's like, I might hit, like, rank 5 with you. That's about it. <laughs> but the uh, new, uh, I think you'll like the new uh, therapy or, like, you know, therapist in, in the school. He is appropriately charming. But, yeah, that's my game. <laughs> While everyone else is playing stupid stuff like Final Fantasy, playing a real RPG. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I I don't have anything else to discuss because yeah. <laughs> Well no, I, I did beat the um the Ennies Lobby arc and One Piece Pirate Warriors, so I'm like slowly um, making my way through that, so I'm into the third arc that's in that game. And hey, it's it's a Musu game. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I leveled up my characters and got to get more awesome finishers for Luffy and everybody else. So I'm happy with that. Um, And I forgot that I had a DLC pack that's included in the 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 um pr code so i like went to go look because there's an anime song pack that you can buy for like 15 dollars yeah and i was like oh this is not included but what else is included and there was like uh oh special... so actually you have the various theme songs from the show it doesn't the have all of them stuff? so there are some of them that are like really good that are missing but it has like we are and uh the the one that's on right now for the one arc and then some other ones um, I, yeah, yeah. I should mention. Uh, I mean, I, it's not up yet, but I finished my disaster report review. Uh, they up they patched that game when it came out because I think it just came out like two days ago, like the official, you know, officially. They added in epilogue DLC that you have to buy. <sighs> oh God, it was outrageous. So it's like 
it's like ep- epilogue one is free, but epilogue two is like seven or eight bucks. This is like what? This is like when Asura's Wrath. Yeah, said, I, I saw that here's, exactly. Here's the true ending, which I forgave. I love Asura's Wrath so much that well, I forgave it. It's crazy shenanigans with that, but I cannot see myself. It's it's a real game. I mean, say what you want. Like it's it's all quick time events, but at least you're doing something. It's yeah. like fifty percent quick time events. It's not all quick time events, but yeah, it it has way, from what you're telling me, it has way more gameplay than yeah. uh, uh, Disaster Report. Man, that's a huge bummer. I was kind of yeah. looking forward to Disaster Report, but there's no point buying it physically. Like I was thinking about getting getting it on disc, and if it doesn't, I canceled it as soon as you told me. That like the ending is not on the disc, so yeah. uh, why would I buy an incomplete game on disc? So, it's cre- so maybe it's, when it's sorry, to it's small credit. There, it, 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 there is a bunch of like free DLC costumes, like you know, police officer or Power Ranger or you know, Power Ranger. Like that. Well, you know, ZU Ranger or you know, just whatever Sentai Ranger. Does, does it have Sentai. a? Is it like a um, like close enough kind of? Yeah. Non copyright yeah. infringing version. Yep, it's just like the one in from Persona Five. Okay. But the uh, the problem with that stuff is it all goes just in your basic inventory, and I'm curious, like, what? How, how do you do that? Like, what happens if your inventory was full? <laughs> or I mean, what you know? So you're just you're gonna clog your inventory with like dumbass stuff that you don't yeah. really need for the game. I, I bought the I got the Super Sentai one because this because it was free and it came with nine different different pieces, or no, not nine, just six. Sorry, but it came with like three outfits that were blue, white, and red, and then three helmets which were blue, white, and red. And I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> wow. Probably not like some more Compass DLC or something like that. That's the one thing they drive home in that game is all these buying, like getting all these stupid compasses. Mm. Like, Do you want your compass to look like a ballerina? No, I, I don't care. <laughs> Maybe he did. You want your compass to look like a frog? No. I'm... <laughs> so the the, <laughs> the the compass upgrades do not give you anything. No, that's the thing. It's just cosmetic. And if anything, they obscure the compass more than the regular one. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. any... All right, what's the most... Firstly, did you finish it for your review, or like how far did you get? No. Uh, I got about five hours in. I think it's like a seven or eight hour long game. Okay. What's the uh, most gameplay-ish thing? There was a very terrible sequence where me and a woman are tied up in a subway by these two, like, rapers. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, God. And, wow. And they're, you know, they're, like, alcohol- they're drinking, and they're, like, we're going to rape her and then kill you or something like that. But then, like, one guy just, like, falls asleep, and there's another guy patrolling, like, well, the, just, like the, the area. And you have to, like, crawl around and avoid his flashlight. I forget. You know, I... Are you playing a female character or a male character? Male. No. Okay. I mean, it doesn't matter. Also, I mean, it's well, I'd give a video of the same thing just, with a female if, character. If you were a female character, it, that sounded like a slight to me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, man, problematic. But what's the actual? What actually uh, happens as far as the gameplay system? 
you crawl around, you avoid a flashlight, and you're trying to crawl into a uh, like sub like a convenience store that has like a tape dispenser, so you can cut up cut your cut your, cut your uh, ropes. Little stealth then, sequence. Yeah, that's terrible because you move incredibly slowly. Oh, uh, and that's it. You've now talked. I mean, I thought I wanted to play this because I generally like this I, sort of thing. I think it's. Well, I mean, I would basically say it's a very great idea, but they, you know, they just didn't know how to act, like you know do it correctly. Like, you know, the last the, uh, the Last of Us team, they could have done this justice, but like these guys, like th- this is barely a game. Mm. It's all linear too. There's no, it's all the illusion of choice because it's all, you have to do these like missions or like these sequences to get to the next area. It's not like you can just say I don't want to do this and go on. It's like no, no but I mean. I'm assuming that you're in dialogue trees choosing one thing, like, do you comfort this lady or or not, or... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's okay. the ultimate thing. Like, it, it literally, like, you can be a total asshole to a person and this will follow you around. Or it can be nice, and it just does You get, like, these moral and immoral points, basically good and evil points, but it there's not even, like, a way to, like, look at how, how like, your alignment status is in the game. Like, you know, Mass Effect has a Paragon and Renegade screen. Like, hey, you're becoming evil. This doesn't even have that. <laughs> so it doesn't factor at all into that cool game. <laughs> mm. So, I think it's like a game for, like, visual novel people. You want to, like, blindly stumble around an area for a while. I mean, I like visual novels, but most visual novels do not make you, um, you know, traverse a lot. Yeah, you yeah. just traverse with words. Exactly, you just... Click a you, you go through a menu and choose the next area that you're going to go yeah, to. Yeah, this is this. You know, you walk around and whenever the ground starts to shake, you you duck and cover, or you just you know fall to your knees, and then that's about it. That's like the only gameplay there is. Did anything ever happen from you like not going to the bathroom or not eating? Uh I'm th- like my character is thirsty right now, but your health doesn't go down. Like mm. you know that would make sense. Like you know, let's say you were really hungry, like your health should be going down, or you can't run as fast or anything but no you just get like dirty or like i think like a fly buzzes around you a little that's about it <laughs> like a deadly premonition yeah but i mean yeah it just it's just terrible like it aggravated me <laughs> Man. well i'm excited to prove for you that review yeah sean oh of course <laughs> Well, we should go ahead and get to our special topic of the uh, top five Square Enix developed games. So it has to be Squ- when they were Square Enix. Wait, well, doesn't no, I mean, you guys we... already did it that way? So it's much easier. I, I, I put just... together. I put together a new list while we were just chatting. Oh, jeez, I'm I've, not going to redo this list. again. So, well, you've you've got your list for for Square Enix or Square Enix, right? No. Oh, you I do. Just you made did the one for Square <laughs> Enix because we couldn't decide which one. So, no, we're just going to do it on Square like, since 2003, basically. I was like, sweet. Now, now Mark can put the bouncer and air guides on his list and Mario RPG. I was I was like thinking like oh sweet I can have Xenogears and Valkyrie Profile and te- and, and Parasite Eve 2. No, okay, let's stick with our let's stick with the 
I, yeah, we had it strict originally, where we were really limiting ourselves. Yeah. All right, so it has. I mean, so it's not. This is not including Square Enix published. This is Square Enix developed. Yeah, developed. Yeah, no Dragon Guard, uh, no Near, no, no Bravely Default. Quest. Yeah. Well, it's on Dragon's uh, Quest. <laughs> well, yeah, not Dragon the Qu- not the eight and nine and. Right, I got eleven on my list. Though. Yeah, eleven. Yes. Uh, but that's a Square Enix game. Yes. We're sticklers here. Yep. So is uh, so is Dragon Quest Builders too. So that's that's good too. Yeah, I knew we um, were. It's funny, Mark and I were speculating what your picks were going to be early on, and it was like he's going to put Dragon Quest Builders for sure. No, and Mark I, was I like, just Dragon I'm Quest Builders too because it's the better one. I'm actually not because there's way too many games, and I had to I had to take some off. So oh. um, really, I mean, I could I could barely come up with a list of five. I only have four games. Really, yeah, you was, could barely come up with a struggling. list of five. Like, yeah, yeah. Since, Square Enix is a very limited list. Yeah, but it's since 2003. You know how many games have come out since then? Like this also not includes like Kingdom Hearts two, and Final Fantasy twelve, and that's on I my mean, list. You know, like, um, Final yeah, Fantasy XIII as like, well. I mean, a lot of my stuff's like, nope, that's Vanillaware. Nope, that's Tose. Yeah, nope, that's uh, yeah, that, that's Seta or that's Triace, you know? Or level five. Or, or level five, exactly. Yeah, like that, yeah, Dragon Quest uh, uh, Eight, I guess. That's a level five. Yeah, one, Dragon Quest said. Eight, yeah. All right, so, Mark, you said you were having a hard time finding five, so... What are your five that? Uh, I mean four. <laughs> or four. Wow. <laughs> Only four. Uh, I, I mean it's pretty much games I listed off last week. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> great. No, I guess there are Excellent like podcast got like, Six. I mean, I could think of six because if you if you do include it, certain certain old games, I would say like number five would be like uh, the first the city uh, on PSP. Okay, yeah. I feel like that'd be number six. Like, number six would be, like, Dissidia for PSP, uh, that, like, the first one. Uh, but number five would probably be Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep, oh, wow. mine as well. I've got Kingdom Hearts 3 at number five. And it's just because I didn't actually... I have not played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Oh, well. So, Kingdom Hearts 3 is my first one, my only one, so... Yeah. And I, and I liked it a lot, so, uh, you know... Oh, Kingdom Same Hearts three is great. It's that they made the Disney worlds feel even more of a just open void than the other two games. But yeah, my thing about the Disney worlds, and I don't know if this is the same for other Kingdom Hearts games, but I, I'm greatly amused and entertained by the fact that a lot of them they're just straight up recreating the move, like the iconic scenes from the oh, movies. Oh yeah, that, they do that. Their, they... They do that entirely in the first other two Kingdom Hearts games. Okay. No, the fan- second one there is a lot more branched. Like it's not. You literally going to. Or... You literally going to Tron World and fight the MCP. Yeah, but that <laughs> yeah, like sure. you're not following the same story constantly. Like there's yeah little branch you know branch off points that they made for that game. You know. I mean like, the big the big offenders in Kingdom Hearts three are tangled and frozen. Or it's just straight yes. up. It's the scene from the movie, but our fan fiction characters are standing in the background, and sometimes Goofy goes Gorsh, or Sora go- goes Oh no, 
Or, wow. Oh, wow. Like, really? <laughs> that happened in the first game quite a bit with, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or, uh, or uh, what was that other one? Uh, Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan was a lot of uh, watching that. But, like, see, like, um, Alice in Wonderland had parts that had nothing to do with the... The ones that involve, like, the princesses, that's the ones that they kind of branched off a bit because it had more to do with the actual, like, main part of the story. But the ones that were kind of, oh, I don't know what to do here. So let's just let it be the movie. So, that we, we can't fuck it up. <laughs> what's your number five? Uh, I actually might, because uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to include Kingdom Hearts 2 or not. Like, I mm. keep... Cause I, you know what, I really loved um, Birth by Sleep a lot because of really? the way that it does the story. Uh, of those three, and I love the worlds of Birth by Sleep uh, and the combat system of Birth by Sleep uh, that's a very lot. Interesting. So, um, that's what you don't hear that much yeah. about. Well, that's because it was on PSP. Yeah, it gets it gets lumped in with three hundred and seventy-two. Days over four, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I had to play it on an emulator. Oh, and then okay. I And then I played... I actually ended up beating it on the 2.5 remix. You didn't play it on Vita? No, I didn't have it. I never had a Vita. Oh. Bummer. Yeah. I, the the memory card thing just made me go, nope. Oh, I'm not okay. Even bothering with this. Good oh. call. No, because by the time I would have bought one, the memory cards were hard to find, or they were way too expensive. And it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying that price to have to constantly buy new memory cards. So, mm. you know. all right. Well, you think about your list. Uh, let's see. So my list, I've got Kingdom Hearts three, number five. Actually, I've got a runner-up at number six, kind of that I wanted to put in the list, but I just didn't quite make it. And that's the Go world ahead. ends with you. I, I really like the world ends of you, but it just didn't quite, didn't quite cut it. Um, but yeah, I, I put at number four. I've got Dragon Quest Eleven. It's also my first Dragon Quest, but my understanding is that it's, um, you know, one of the best ones, and I, I can hardly yeah. imagine a better, um, better JRPG. I love the in that cast style. of characters in that game. They're all oh, they're so lovable. Very... There's yeah. so much like great kind of charming humor in that game. I love the art style, I love the music. Combat system is really great. Uh, very classic uh, combat system. So yeah, uh, Dragon Quest XI, my number four. Um, then obviously, Holdovers from kind of last week when we talked about favorite Final Fantasy games. Uh, they make this list as well, kind of by default almost. Uh, Final Fantasy XII at number three. And Final Fantasy thirteen at number two. I know, I know, it's crazy to put thirteen over twelve. I just have more of a nostalgic affection for 13 i think i put it ahead last week as well but that's just my own craziness so uh you know don't judge me too harshly and then uh number one this is i was debating with it's funny when i was trying to put together a new list based on like including square games i was trying to debate like does this still make it because it's in fierce competition with its spiritual successor final fantasy tactics which is one of my favorite games ever hmm uh, but I actually think that I like this even better, so it makes my number one for Square Enix games, and that is Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together. Wow. 
which I did play on my Vita, and it's just, I, you know, it's everything you want from a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, it's a refinement, um, it's a better story, it, 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 um, the music, the characters, the art style, like, it's everything that you want from that kind of game. Yeah, I mean, uh, the GBA Tactics games were made by somebody else, so... Um, or I would have probably included one of those, but yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with uh... actually I, they're not. Yeah, I but I, I did not yeah. uh, like War of the Lions. I disqualified that because it's technically a remake of the original Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh no, Tactics. I meant the the two GBA ones. Like I thought oh. the first one was really good. I did not play those. Ah. Yeah, the first one's a pretty... I mean, like, the GBA, it's funny, like, to think about, like, had so many great, like, strategy games. There uh, there play. are some... Yeah. Yeah, I, I never played Advanced Force. I just know a lot of them by reputation, you know? Right. Um, there, there are, speaking of that sort of thing, man, looking at, like, the list of Square Enix games, there's some where I really wish that I played them so I could put them on the list, but I just, you know, I can't. Like, I've never played a Saga game. Yeah, and I hear I hear great things about Scarlet Grace and and um, what's the most recent one? Romancing Saga Three I hear is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I just haven't played them, but you know from what I hear about them, you know they they might make the list if I knew them. But you know, got to be honest here. Well, Mark, uh, like I said, my number five was Kingdom Hearts Three. My number four would be uh, Final Fantasy Typo. Uh, I like the characters. I thought it, uh, it was good that each character played pretty differently from one another. Uh, I didn't like the strategy game at all, though, in that thing. And the fact that they, they kind of forced her into it is really annoying. <laughs> but I like the high school setting, too. It reminded me of Bully. <laughs> mm-hmm. My number three oh, was Final Fantasy Twelve. also. Uh, that was a very good... I finally played the remake. But, or the port, I should say. But that was a very good port where they fixed a lot of the issues of the original game. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. My number two was Final Fantasy XV. And my number one was Crisis Core. Mm. Tell me about Crisis Core. I know very little about it. Uh, it's the best thing Final Fantasy VII has done. <laughs> it's a prequel, yeah, right? I mean, Crisis Core is pretty great. Yeah, you're playing as Zach Fair. Uh, I think it's like two years before... Final Fantasy VII takes place, like three, maybe three, but yeah, you're, you're you know you're mercenary with, Shin, with soldier, uh, and you you know you go out to a bunch of different areas and like you know end conflicts or whatever. I think Zach was a very good character. Like he's not like a dopey asshole like most of these guys are in Final Fantasy games. Uh, it's real time, right? Like it's an uh, action. We'll yeah, but there's like mm-hmm. this like roulette wheel that's always spinning, mm-hmm. uh, and that like affects your like the battle conditions. It can get like infinite magic or like that's how you level up too and then like if you under certain if you like win the roulette wheel like you know certain characters might show up and it's basically like a summon or you know but it happens kind of randomly but you can't affect it to a a degree uh i just look very very visually impressive i think even now like if they did like a if they just like a straight port of that game i think it would still be pretty good uh and yeah i think the story is just really great like, it really humanizes that world that, like, Final Fantasy VII didn't do, at least initially. And, and you learn a lot about Zack, too, which is what's cool about it. Like, yeah, like, his, yeah. 
yeah, he has like, this like, good relationship with like his boss, uh, who actually wields the Buster Sower before Zack does or Cloud does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like Sephiroth is in it, but he's not melodramatic, which is nice. Like he is like a real character. <laughs> uh, oh shit! Yeah. I just what? realized Tactics Ogre is actually a re-release slash remake of a night of that game's originally '95. Yeah, I'm, it's a SNES game. It's okay. Oh, no, 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 no. That means... Oh, it's originally gonna, made by Quest, so I've got to disqualify gonna, it. Oh, we're not going to behead you for having this game, <laughs> having that game in your list. Jeez. Nope, 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 nope. Sorry. Okay, sorry. The new list is now Final Fantasy thirteen at number one, Final Fantasy twelve at number two, <laughs> Dragon Quest eleven at number at number three, Kingdom Hearts three at number four, and The World Ends With You at number five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I have the world ends of view as a backup. Otherwise, I'd be really racking my brain now. Yeah. I, I broke my own rules. So I didn't even realize it. That's because they were your rules, not everyone else's. <laughs> well, not my rules. They're the rules that we all. If we, once we set Square Enix games, that's kind of those were the rules. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> At least he was trying to go by the rules, you know. I mean, by so that, by that by that by that rule, you could hit you could have like Hitman Go on that list because technically Square Enix Montreal, right? Yeah, I mean that actually would qualify. There was one that was like Square Enix London that I was thinking mm. about, but I've already forgotten what game it was. But, but yeah, I think Crisis Core. Like, I mean, it it would be nice if they remade that game or just you know put it out. <laughs> Man, I'm an idiot. Ah, don't punish yourself so much, Jens. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... uh, uh, My number five is Final Fantasy IV Heroes of Light, which is basically the predecessor game to Bravely Default series. Um, So, uh, it's it's actually, like, a little bit underappreciated. Like, I felt like people don't give it enough... um, like credit, I think, because it goes a little bit back too far to the original, you know, Final Fantasy roots of with the crystals and all that kind of stuff. But uh, of course, it has the same sort of instead of default, it uses boost as the, and you can, uh, you know, decide to boost your character or let him attack on the first turn, and then do all that stuff. And then there's the it has a job system called the crown system instead of. Uh, having the the job system that Brevi Default has, and I like the characters too. I think you don't uh, you don't get. I think it's because it came out on on the DS, and so like you know maybe you didn't play it much there. But yeah, I enjoyed that game. I mentioned uh, Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep, and of course now it's in that Final Mix 2.5 that everybody can play. Uh, I have that as my number four. Uh, Dragon Quest 11. Uh, is which, my which, the, huh? which version the PS4 one or the Switch one? The Switch one. Okay, <laughs> obviously yeah. it's the better version. It has the better music and it has the you can play it in the SN, they can look like SNES characters. And twenty five uh, hours longer or so. Yep, that too. Uh, and you can play it portably, so you don't have to sit in front of your screen. You know, if you that's a thing. And. Uh, for me, uh, I'm only picking one of the the 
13 games. Uh, so, uh, 13-2 oh. for me, because I like 13-2 more than 13. I like that you could explore in that game. Uh, yes, Lightning is better than Sarah as a character, but I like the, uh, oh God, what's his name? Noel or Noel? Or... Mm-hmm. I think it's Noel. Uh, yeah, Noel I mean, I, and... I, Go ahead. I mean, you didn't have a 60... You didn't have a 60-hour intro like the first Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> no, and I like that you can move around and time travel and stuff. That was cool. I like that. That was uh, one of my favorite parts. And they somehow improved the battle system from one, made it even faster. Uh, so, so yeah, I have 13-2, and then Final Fantasy twelve is number one. It's a freaking awesome None game. Of us- None of us picked Final Fantasy Pocket Edition. <laughs> well, you put Final Fantasy 15, so. Yeah. Don't need the Pocket Edition. I still think about yeah, it well, sometimes, but it's on sale if I want to buy that or not. Yeah, 12 is pretty cool. Like, I bought that on. Well, you, got, you got that for me on PS4, and then I bought the Switch version later on. Yeah. I hope that, it, I hope that item, that weapon trick works in that Switch version. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many times I have. I think I I have all those games on PC. I have all the games on PS4, and I have all the games on Switch. Man, Sean, your love of Final Fantasy thirteen two is making me really want to give Final Fantasy thirteen two another chance. You should try. That's it. the one I played. I played that a little. I played that. I didn't even play Final Fantasy thirteen. Well, I played it a little too, but I, had to I didn't finish that game, it. Like so a... I had to beat it. Yeah, I I just uh, you know I loved thirteen, didn't finish thirteen two, and kind of after playing the Lightning Returns demo was like nope, but I really should go back to them because I do love you know Lightning, uh, underrated character. So, I don't know. I don't I don't like characters with dumb names. Oh, so you don't like Cloud either, huh? Not really. You can at least change that one though. Well. <laughs> Not a new one. I'm imagining. I imagine that you can't. Uh... Oh, it's life locked in. Yeah. <laughs> also, why would you? Did did you um? When you name your Persona uh, Five protagonist, now that there is a canonical name from the anime, now that we know that his name is Ren Amayama, I was yeah. like, I'm going to use the canon name because otherwise it's just going to be weird. Well, wasn't he like I'm originally using... supposed to be called Akira, and then they changed yes. it in the anime? Yes, he was Akira in the manga. Yeah. I named him uh, Charlie Tunoku. Oh no, Charlie Tunoku is that's that's Persona Four, and oh, only my. that's only <laughs> the giant bomb version of Persona. Well, there you go. Well, that Persona Five anime needs to come out in America. Damn it! <laughs> uh, I just it felt so rushed. I mean, I realized that it has to because it's a big game with a lot of story to cover, but you know, I like the Persona 4 anime, and it did not feel nearly as rushed. Isn't it the same number of episodes? It is. Yeah. Well, but isn't Persona 5 much longer? Yeah, it sure not, is. I mean, not really. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the same number of dungeons, at least. Well, yeah, not, but... You know. Yeah, and but there's like the more... Difference. More characters, like, more plot. Yeah. More like thematic stuff in there too, right? Yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, they did add that extra part or the two extra parts to the anime. Ooh, Persona Four also good. did have had like had had another had another anime after that as well. That golden one. Yeah, but that's I like that. I like really them just... both. Yeah. That's more we want to bring the golden stuff in and also improve some. You know, the, the first Persona Four anime had some questionable animation, and yeah. some really hilarious mistakes. Like, you know, you did the shot. We all know the famous shot where there's like two chies in the same shot. Oh, that's there's what, a yeah. chie in the background and a chie in the foreground. I mean, not that you can ever have enough chie, but it was that's goofy. True. You can never have enough chie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess I would buy. The Persona 5 anime, if it came out here, just because it's, I'm a completionist, but I'm not, like, clamoring for it. I mean, I am, but also, like, I want to be subbed and dubbed, personally, but... Yeah. Did they dub the Persona 4? Yeah. Oh, okay, yep. I just watched it subbed, so... Yeah, they did, uh, I mean, they had the, the GameCast bat, or the GameCast did it, so... Or, you know, most of them, except for the one... Have either of you seen the uh, four movies for Persona 3? Yes, no, I don't remember active. much of them. I had them all on my computer, so i got to rewatch them at some point, maybe. They're, they're really interesting in how they yeah. don't follow the game story in the later ones. They kind of go a different a different direction in certain ways, and it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I actually really like them. I wonder why they decided to do that this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I did like I did like the. It made me want to both watching those animes and the movies. Maybe want to play the games, and I was like, well, they just never bring them to a PS4. So I was like, well, maybe they'll remaster Persona... them or something. Hang on, is Persona Three not on? It's is on. F- it's FES not on PS4. No, because that was something I was hoping that they would bring with the with those PS2 remasters on PS4, and they just stopped doing it. So, look at this here. Download from the PlayStation. You can buy it on the PlayStation Store, but only for PS3. Yeah, only like PS3. PS3. Mm. Yep, you're right. Playable on PS3. Okay, I'm wrong. I mean, I played it on PS3, so. I mean, It'd be so great if they while. included the portable version in there for free as well. But... Yep. So you can play as the female protag. That's what the Vita's for. That, that is FES, though. FES is the one. No, isn't the uh, Persona 3 portable? Like, that's that's one the girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That just had, like, the extra, like, extra events. Uh, and I think I like more I guess story. That's about it. And then yeah, portable is the one you could play as a male or female. Whoa! So the three portables really, really valuable. Yeah. I actually I have a I have a sealed copy of that. I did not realize it was worth almost two hundred dollars. Yeah, not surprised. I uh, there was a used store selling just the game case for like forty bucks. What? Amazon. T- wow. Man. Amazon tells me that I purchased uh, Persona 3 Portable PSP on April 24, 2012 and paid $35. That's like, uh, I have a, a pretty much new copy. It's open, but I never touched it, of 
the last story on Wii. Oh yeah, I have that too. Wow. I have the last Wait. story, last story collector's edition. I have that. Wait, well, it has a soundtrack and like this little art book or whatever. Uh, it has a soundtrack sampler. It's one yeah, of whatever. Those things again. I knew that. Was, yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> but it has a, a, a art book yeah, also. And that's like that's worth some cash as well. Surprisingly, I, I bought the proper soundtrack of that because it's a great soundtrack. Uh, I wonder which, if that will the... ever get to be put on Switch. That's one of the few like things that I would still need to hook my. Well, we talked about this last time, right? Where it's like there's like a couple of games that are still trapped in the original Wii. Yeah. Pandora's Tower, Last Story. Well, you never know. If Xenoblade does well, but that would have to be Miss Walker and Sakaguchi would have to. What? Okay. I, mean, I feel that way about like Last Lost Odyssey for Xbox 360. It's like. Yeah, too bad Sakaguchi's mired in mobile hell. So, is Lost Odyssey not backwards compatible? It is. Uh, I think it, it is, but yeah, I, and you can I buy it digitally, want. I think, or or maybe oh, you yeah. can't. But you can. But I want to play that game on a PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, whatever. Just play it on your damn Xbox. What Xbox? <laughs> the Series X you're gonna get this year. No. Be not. It'll they'll upscale it. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm sure. It'll look even more awesome with your four discs that you got to put in. Mark, since yeah. we mentioned soundtrack samplers, can I relitigate this thing that you were talking about two podcasts ago where you were calling me uh, uh, silly or crazy or whatever for being annoyed crazy. that the, uh, the... Okay, in my defense, all I was saying is that I didn't. I, I, I just said I regretted. I regretted buying the collector's edition. Because the thing I wanted to collect edition for is the soundtrack. And I could have just bought the steel case by itself and the soundtrack on eBay. Like the proper one from Japan. And it would have been it would have cost me as much as I paid for the for the box, for the big box. But you That's don't get a cool mask. Or the yeah, I don't book. give a shit about the I don't give a shit about those things. The only reason I, I buy I don't care about the soundtrack sampler, so there you go. <laughs> well, I don't care about the sampler either because I'm getting the I'm spending like seventy bucks I, I, on the real I, one. I also know that that soundtrack's been on YouTube for months now. Like if I cared yeah. enough to listen to it, I just download it from there. Oh yeah, I need, right. Because I, I don't, I don't need to have the actual CD in flack. You know, I don't need to convert to flack. Also, right? You don't, you don't care about quality, so you can just do a YouTube rip. Yeah, I care about quality. I like it to actually sound good. <laughs> like if yeah. I just wanted to listen to shit on YouTube, I could listen to pretty much anything on YouTube. When That's... I come down and see you, I'm going to bring bring down a, a, a vinyl soundtrack of Bioshock 2. We can listen to that. Uh, I actually... Nah, I've, I've got... Um, thankfully, you can get the flax for um, Bioshock from Gary Scheiman's Bandcamp. <laughs> wanting a, want, wanting a uh, you know, special edition just for the soundtrack is the crazy part. No, it's not. No, it's not. Actually, there's a lot of people that would want the special edition for a soundtrack. Yeah, that's the main. That's the biggest value. That's the main thing. Especially Uh, knowing it's from Japan, like, and that, like, you should have known this ahead of time, like that Catherine soundtrack. Yeah, I know. I I wasn't okay. Oh, that's the other thing is you did like a big thing about like why don't I care about not having the Catherine like the full Catherine soundtrack, and I have a good answer for this, which is Catherine sucks. No, I, I love Catherine, 
but I don't give a shit about the Catherine soundtrack because the Catherine soundtrack is all like adaptations of famous classical pieces, and I don't care. Like it's not original. It's not an original soundtrack. It's just like arrangements of like uh, you know Gustav Holst and Richard Wagner. And if I want to listen to Gustav Holst, I've got a dozen different recordings of the planets that I can listen to right now. I don't need it on the Catherine album. <laughs> you know, if I want to listen to Jupiter, the bringer of joy, I've got the Andre Previn recording. Like, I, like there's so many, there's so many recordings of that stuff. Like, why do you need, like, unless you just really want, like, I need a funky beat under it and uh, some sense. You know that. That wouldn't surprise me if you said that. <laughs> I was like, I really need these particular arrangements that are not as good. I'm sorry, they're not as, like, they're fine. I have absolutely no complaints with their soundtrack in the game. I like it in the game. I, I like that they used all that classical music because I'm a fan of that stuff to begin with. But I, I, I mean, don't need... <laughs> didn't, didn't you buy that Persona soundtrack collection in the first place? of like $200 or whatever? Uh, which one? The... Uh, big one that came out like what, two years ago or whatever uh it was it was like 50 if you're talking about persona 5 it was a no, four, it that's was... a four cd set and then there is let me see what, what all do i have from persona here so yeah uh, this is it is like end of show content so people can just turn this off if they don't care so let's see uh i, I got that last i got all the super lives super live peace on street stuff um oh, might, the... might have been like it might have been the games that came in like some su- stu- big stupid box set. Uh, I have the Persona 20th Anniversary Game Symphony Japan uh, Atlas Special Concert. That's a Blu-ray. And I, I ripped that um, to flack. Um, yeah, but what... How, Nevermore how Reincarnation. That? That's an important... Well, I mean, it's a, it's a Blu-ray. I mean, it's about... It's uh, two hours of music, 39 songs. No, no. There's a Persona 5 20th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. Oh yeah, twenty five dollars. You have that, that? No, I don't because I don't. Then, then, then shut the hell up. <laughs> no, okay, dude. That's just a repackage of all the individual things I already have. Yeah, that'll happen with with Royal as well. No, like, no, well, but I have the I, I have all those I have all those individual. I basically have that set in the form of the individual albums, so I don't need it. It's pointless. That's, it's just you're just rebuying. Cool. You're just rebuying the same thing again that you already have. Like I've got the I've got Persona Three I've got uh, um, Burn My Dread Reincarnation I've got uh, Never I've got all those albums, <laughs> so I don't I don't need the stupid like we've boxed it all together, who cares? Yeah, you do. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Anyway, the point is, Catherine soundtrack's pointless. I mean, like it's cool to have the sampler that they came with because it's like every now and then you might be in the mood to like feel nostalgic for Catherine. But I really don't need four CDs of it. <laughs> Believe me, that'll never happen. It's <laughs> just really, really, really like well-known classical music. Like it's like the most obvious classical music that you could possibly pick. It's like, oh, it's right at the Valkyries. Great. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Bryan's theme song. <laughs> yeah, he comes up to the Catherine arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Now that they've had a argument about whether or not you buy uh, collector's editions for uh, for a That's soundtrack thing, or like... not, or do you <laughs> buy it was... for the big figurine that you get? 
for a lot of these. The, the figurine that comes with collector's edition is always terrible. Like the only uh, one I can think of are... that was halfway decent is the Horizon. I remember us, Mark and I were in one of those used game stores that Mark uh, dragged me to. You know, Mark loves those stores. He, we we hit pretty much every used game store we could find when, when yeah. I was when I was visiting him, and like one of them had the Horizon Zero Dawn, the the statue. And it was actually nice, and I was I was genuinely pleasantly surprised. But most of them are yeah. shit. The Blizzard one, they, they had a World of Warcraft one last year, which was really nice. I thought. Okay. But the cloud one looks do. good. Mm. Yeah. For this one, I mean, it all depends. I just genuinely like the casts are often good, but then like the paint job will let yeah, it down. It, oh, it's all like in super super quick, or like looks kind of shitty. <laughs> Man, do you remember like Witcher three? If you were to go in and repaint that Gerald, it would actually be nice. But the paint job is so shitty that it completely ruins the figure. Well, you should look at the Two Worlds 2 figurine sometime. That's oh, I, I remember I that. <laughs> but yeah, but you were like, you didn't complain about the fact that, you know, Darksiders didn't get a special edition in Japan. It's just like, what are you talking about? I said Doom and Saints Row. Saints Row, okay, right. It's my my. Uh, you know, you get your yeah, uh, like, your dubstep well, like gun. We said, like we said last week, yeah. The, like the the country or the area that it comes from are going to have the better special editions. This isn't a huge surprise. Also, who gives a shit about having a dubstep gun? I don't uh, understand. People bought the Saints. People bought the Saints Row Four special edition. <laughs> Or I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you want that Saints that cool Saints Row Three dildo bat? Oh my god! Exactly. Of course you would. Western collector's editions uh, are almost always super tacky bullshit. Yeah. And Saints Row did not have. I was a big fan of the Saints Row Three uh, score, and that did not come with. I think yeah, I, ended up, I ended up buying that on iTunes. The Malcolm Kirby Jr. Soundtrack because American American game companies know most people don't care about soundtracks. Mm. <laughs> the only ones that do are like Blizzard. <laughs> uh, because most of the time, like people know that the RPG lovers do care about those soundtracks or Japanese. Yeah, but it's not. It's not yeah. like if you buy the Call of Duty special edition, you're going to get the soundtrack. You're going to get some stupid well, remote control car. Well, night well that's goggles. the thing though. Is like other than Modern Warfare that you know Activision made a big deal about. Or Infinity War made a big deal about uh, the sound effects and everything in that game uh, for this year. Most of the time, when you think about an uh, American game outside of like something like, you know, Bioshock or whatever, most people don't. Those uh, game creators are not thinking about the soundtrack, whereas the Japanese, especially like the, you know, look at Nier. People were talking nuts about that soundtrack. Oh know? yeah, so, rightfully so. I mean, when when you buy uh, WWE 2K21, it should come with some like 10, 10 CD soundtrack of all the wrestler themes. And Call of Duty. Entrances. Call of Duty. I mean, soundtracks. Remember when Madden used to make a big deal about it? Now it's like nothing. Yeah, EA. You know? EA tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Man, do you guys remember when Call of Duty still used to have Michael Cicchino as the composer? That's when those soundtracks actually mattered. I didn't even no. know he was the composer. But... <laughs> I know the name. I think we talked about him once or twice, but no. Dude, he's he's won. I mean, he's an Oscar winner now, so I he's mean, too, he's too big like, for that stuff. 
it's like Assassin's Creed. Like I like the Assassin's Creed soundtracks. I like some of them, but I'm like, I'm, you know, even buying the special editions, you don't, you don't get them. It's true. No, you've got to, you've got to buy. Uh, you know, you, you go on. Well, that's most... the good thing. It's like a lot of that stuff's on Bandcamp, so you can grab it that way. Also, mostly a lot of the times, so the Japanese games, those soundtracks, they do make them so you can want to listen to them outside of the game. Like they have music that you'd you'd yeah. want to listen to. Whereas I think the American soundtracks, it's more like a movie. It's kind of built to just go with the game, and that's it. You know. Well, for for the American I... stuff, you know, you get. I, I like actually having you know people like Oliver Derriere or um, Austin Wintory. Where I just have their Bandcamp subscription, so I just pay them like thirty bucks a year, and whenever they do, whenever they put out anything, I just get it. I can't wait to listen to the techno remix of One Winged Angel from this Final Fantasy VII remake game. <laughs> oh, there's some stuff. Have you listened to the sampler that I sent you? No, not yet. There, there's some there's stuff, some man. there's some great stuff, and then like the last couple of tracks are like weird techno remixes. <laughs> It's all stuff so, in theater rhythm, probably. <laughs> no, no, it's it's uh it's Final Fantasy VII stuff, but it's it's like yeah, okay, not all of this is going to be like the big orchestra stuff. Like some of it's going to be like it'd be weird awesome pop if they still did updates music. for theater rhythm, and they'd put the remake stuff in there, but probably not. No. Oh, it'd be nice if they could port that to Switch or something, but. You guys realize we could have been playing Final Fantasy VII remake for the last hour and a half. Yep, you, you and guys, I could you have been. Could. Yes, uh, I'd be playing. I'd be playing a real game. <laughs> you All know, right. this is like the third time, Mark. <laughs> just by sheer repetition of that joke, it's not going to make it true. Yeah, like, like you keep saying it, <laughs> but not going to agree with you. What? Come on, now. okay. You so know, you know, you know, you know, it's true in your heart. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, maybe for some people it is, but anyway. And when you, can... when you guys have your final, you guys have your Final Fantasy VII spoiler cast on Sunday night, and we'll be sitting here playing Persona Five. Oh, <laughs> I, don't be... I don't think I'm going to do it on Sunday night because it's I want sure. you to play it too. So we got to we got to give it like two weeks or so at least. The big, yeah. The big the big question the big assumption is going to be to get it on Monday also. Ah, you'll well, get it, George. We no, might, not, like, not have our initial thoughts without you, but not have, like, a full spoiler cast. Now that's how Amazon and the post office has been doing lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You got your, your Persona 5 a day late. Well, okay, Final Fantasy yeah. is four days late for five. Fair enough. Well, technically, I think, what, Friday's a holiday? Oh, so, is it? No. It's Good Wait. Friday. Good, Good Friday. Friday. But, yeah, but who cares? <laughs> wait, wait, this this Friday? Yes, yeah, Easter's Easter. on Sunday. Okay, I, I don't have this Friday off. I'm working tomorrow. Well, like, is it, is it kids just a don't holiday have for school. USPS? Yeah, it's not, it's not a federal holiday. I'm just looking at that now. Yeah, mm. kids don't have school, and some places do close. Like, yeah, but all right. More like well, mediocre thank you Friday, am I right? For... <laughs> Definitely this year. Uh, so... Anyway, if you, enjoyed, if you enjoyed what you heard, including Jens and Mark's argument about uh, special editions, you can always uh, go hit subscribe on any podcast service that's out there. We're on pretty much every single one. And if we're not on your favorite one, you can always 
Email me w2network at gmail.com or hit us up at Twitter at w2sean at humanity plague at arbitrary silence. Uh, Randy's at, at Randy Isbell and at w2network for the whole thing. And yeah, go follow us. Uh, go like us on Facebook, the at the w2network uh, Facebook page, and you'll see all of our posts from the site there as well. So, uh, Randy's Resident Evil 3 review is in. I gotta edit it. And then also Mark's Disaster Report 4. And then... That'll be a little longer, but yeah. (laughs) And, yeah. And I gotta start writing my review for the Panzer Green remake as well. And I'll be the one reviewing Final Fantasy 7 remake, so I gotta take notes while I play. So, alright. Everybody... Enjoy that Final Fantasy VII remake, and we'll be back on, uh, I can't figure if we're doing it Monday or Tuesday, Sunday or Monday night yet, but alright, we'll see you uh, later everybody. Later.